to the garden, sit back, kick off your shoes a minute, bro. The busyness for life, you know we're choosy with it. Sprung up from the soul, soon I'm gonna be snoozing in it. Got so many breaths, I take them deep, won't introduce a limit. Cause it's a season, no rest. How can I live when I'm diseased and depressed? I dug deep and I found peace in the chest Can't no one take that from me, not even the press I'm just one man, one woman You maybe missed my genesis, I've been there, step through it You must have missed my exodus, Levi to cut step to me I'ma flip it cause I'm chef to this The numbers stood around, I mean now I don't stem to arithmetics Hit the brakes, slow it down and we gon' get the pace All the rich men of every nation ain't no Chevy Chase Though I got one too, it's a box one too here just for it, man. Shout out Colony One. Yeah, Colony One. It's just the way the. Oh, if you're gonna do a podcast in the garden, I feel like I have to start with that. Absolutely. Welcome to the garden. Set, take off your shoes. The back of this. <laughs> I love that. You know, what I mean, so it's good, just, uh, so good. Uh, it just sets the mood. All right, what should we start out with? Um, uh, which one would you rather have? It doesn't bother me. Both at the same time. Both at the same okay, time. Right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. Welcome, Phil. Welcome Thanks to the garden. Me, bud. Yeah. You're talking about bees. Yeah. Right, tell, tell me again what you were saying about bees. Oh, when I was a kid, I was terrified of them. They're everywhere. Yeah. I Like, one of them would just send me into, like, you know, a frantic spasm. Because and I you'd got, see it? Well, when I get stung, I, get, I swell up. Mm. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's as far as it goes. But, like, when I was a kid, I got stung once on the chin. And it, like, I mean, it blew up my chin so badly that my brother called me Potato Head for a year and a half. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was going to, um, they are everywhere on these sunflowers. It's crazy. They're just vibing, though, man. Yeah, it's crazy. They're going, they're just the pollinating. They're pollinating yeah. hard. Yeah, you can see, it. like, one of them landed right here, and there's just so much yellow on him. There's so <laughs> much pollen. It's crazy. It's going to go turn into honey. Yeah. There, I know there's a nest. Some of these uh, sunflowers were definitely going to have to. Yeah. Harvest. Yeah. These couple of were huge. I remember when I was young, uh, my parents went to, uh, we all went for like like a church uh, camp out or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So we're at this campgrounds with a bunch of church people, mm-hmm. and um, we brought my little bike, and I was with all my little church buddies, and we we're biking around and doing stuff. And um, there was this little trail through the woods from the campground to I don't know either some play fields or who knows what. Yeah. So I'm going through this trail. And this blue wasp comes down. Blue right, wasp. Yeah, it was like a blue, glittery blue or maybe like a blackish, but it looked blue okay. to me. It comes and stings me on the top of my lip. Boom. Yeah. And um, I, it just, it hits me. So maybe I'm just like flying through and I hit it or I hit its nest or I don't remember what, but I remember biking it hitting me and screaming back to my mom. Oh, That's how, our dad's cabin where we were, yeah. our camp or our tent or wherever we were. And I get there. And um, my lip swells up. It was my bottom lip. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Swells up so big that all the kids, we have a picture of me <laughs> with my swollen lip, then all my church friends taking their lips and going like this. Oh, wow. <laughs> like just pouting their lips out <laughs> to make it match as big as my oh, lip is swollen. Hilarious. So there's all of us like in a line. I remember. That was a good, not a good memory, but I remember it. It's a very vivid memory of getting stung. We had stuff like that when I was a kid too, as far as like... Uh, like church camping groups, mm-hmm. but we would just my church where my church was at. There was big like wooded area behind it. So oh, we so you just, just have the there. whole church over. Oh, you spend the night. It was so much fun. Yeah, just all hanging out and yeah. that's a good way to just live mm-hmm. a little bit. Absolutely. That's community. Do they are they they've got so much pollen and they're just like adding to it. Yeah. They're just like shaking a little bit and then mm-hmm. somewhere I was watching. It was probably Twitter. They're talking about how bees communicate and the way that they shake and vibrate tells directions. So they're literally giving like pinpointed directions like go west when you, they shake this way, when they dance this way. It's like it's all based on the position of the sun. Like a whole community that talks to each other by dancing. Mm-hmm. I know other communities that do that. Mm-hmm. It's like sign language, but with like your feet. That's crazy. Yeah. It is wild. I was watching another thing on Twitter. Twitter is my. Yeah. I'm never going to call it X. I'm always going to call it Twitter. I feel like that's just. Yeah, what it is. I'm, I'm not uh, fully un, fully with that. Doesn't really make sense to me. hasn't hasn't hit my psyche yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. Um, yeah. Mm. Pilled enough. I don't know. Based enough. Yeah. I uh, I was listening to something the other day, and they were talking about how 
phones that have the that still have the original Twitter logo on their yeah. phone are selling for like thousands and thousands of dollars. Like I still I'm gonna it. buy an iPhone three that has the old Twitter logo on it for no reason yeah. other than that. I think I still have the old. I, my yeah. phone might be expensive. If anyone wants to buy my phone with the original Twitter logo on it, uh oh, I'm not updating it. That's crazy. Like, why would you do that? Well, see, because you didn't have to update it. It just—I was literally in—I was on Twitter, and then it just changed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look. It uh-huh. may have changed on mine too. Uh-huh. Once you connect to the internet, you're done, though. Though it'll just update. Uh-huh. You spent six thousand dollars on a phone, and then it updates once you connect to Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. What's the point of having a phone with the the old logo on it? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the same thing with that uh, that Flappy Bird game that came out a couple oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. People still have that. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, just for a game that nobody really liked because you couldn't get that far. Did you play it? I tried to, but it just frustrated me. I was in college. I was in college when that came out. Yeah. It was difficult. It's like the. Uh, have you ever been on your computer and you don't have internet and you play a little T Rex game? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's like uh-huh. that. Uh, mm. Type of game. Very frustrating, but kind of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, uh, I was. I was. I don't know if you ever get lost in rabbit holes mm. on YouTube, but one night this week, I'm on YouTube Shorts. That's where they catch me. I'm just, mm-hmm. just you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. mindlessly zonking and watching whatever pops mm-hmm. up in the, onto the, my algorithm. And it's this kid, and uh, he's playing Tetris, and he plays the old like NES, Super Nintendo, yeah. maybe not Super Nintendo, whatever. Whenever the controllers will look like a box, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, a little. And it's that Tetris. And what he's doing is it looks like he's like playing the, the guitar while he's playing Tetris. So I'm look I start looking at it. So I go on his channel, I'm reading about it, and this kid's like um I say kid, he may be eighteen. Like lucky if he's eighteen, mm-hmm. probably younger. Um, but he's like a world Tetris champion. And what he does is he plays that old Xbox or not Xbox Nintendo controller. Yeah. And there's a way to do it. So he f- takes the controller and flips it around. Normally, how you would hold it, thumb pad this way, and then the A B on this side. Yeah, flips it around, and has it all one hand does the controls, and on the other hand, he strums the back of it. So the little pads, uh-huh. there's only two arrows you really need to click. Yeah, and it, it's too hard to click it with your thumb. Uh-huh. You can't click fast enough. So they figured out a faster way is if you put your thumb over the button and hold the thing loosely and tap with each one of your fingers, it'll actually move. Those inputs will move your one input that way. So you can wow. hit four or like five taps in a row quickly to move the thing back and forth. Really, That's so he cute. can like, so he sits there. And he's just like, to like get the, and as he's like, just, he's solving at such a fast pace. It's the fastest way that they figured out so far to move the the inputs and make the blocks move this and that way. That's like, so crazy. What is going on? It just, I'm sure that looks like he's doing pretty much nothing. You know, he just barely holding on to this thing, smacking it, and it's just doing these complex movements. That's it's so crazy. crazy. Yeah, he wears a glove and puts uh, lotion on the back so he can like, there's no friction so he can slap wow. it. It's just like... So how do you get to that level? And how, how does a game for children become that technical? Right, That's a game so for children in uh, the eighties. Exactly. <laughs> that is nuts. Or early nineties turned into that. It's just like, and then it, so. Anyways, that was my YouTube rabbit hole. I don't know why we're talking about that, but yeah. you just get to those levels of who knows what. I think it's pretty interesting too. Uh, the whole the YouTube shorts. Because mm. that's just TikTok. Yeah. It, some of them are actual TikToks. They just move to YouTube. Right. Right. It's, it's the same algorithm. I mean, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're just mindlessly watching videos over and over and over. Just not on a TikTok platform on YouTube. Just not on TikTok. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty wild, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, dude. So the thing I saw on Twitter, yeah. um, they in Yellowstone in the 90s, yeah. the national park, they released 12 wolves. Oh, okay. And I think I've by, heard of this yet. By releasing 12 wolves, I retweeted on. Twitter. Okay. Um, what it did is they started attacking the elk and deer. Uh-huh. Well, what happened in Yellowstone is because there was no natural predators, the deer just ran and did whatever they want. So they were eating all of the plants. Uh-huh. By adding these 12 wolves into the population, pushed the deer back, which then allowed vegetation to grow back up. Uh-huh. And with vegetation, that means there was more berries and fruits and stuff. So then the small game population grew. They also got rid of all of the coyotes. 
And so there was more beavers. So the beavers came back, and because of the beavers came back, they restored the little waterways because they were, like, taking down the trees. Trees were able to grow that weren't there because the elks were eating them when they were younger. And so they literally, like, um, decreased and stopped erosion of their streams and ponds because they introduced 12 wolves back into because they needed the predators because the elks were going so hard. It was just crazy. So they were like doing all these things. They, they, they explained how bald eagles at one point were gone and weren't really part of that. They came back because there was just enough small game and then that like expanded all these things and brought back to life. I mean, it was already there, but like yeah. kept it. It was out of balance a little bit and cool. because they had hunted all the wolves out of extinction. That, that's so cool to hear that that worked out because you hear about so many times where people have tried to introduce right. other animals into the rabbits and, um, Australia. Yeah, and then they introduced cats, and now there's an insane population of wild cats in Australia. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gosh. This is one problem after another. It's wild. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Um, Yeah, I do hear that. I think it's when you take unnatural things. Like, wolves were probably already part of that region. Oh, yeah. And they hunted them out of extinction. Mm. I think there's probably already a natural Mm. ecosystem, and when you come in and mess with it... Mm. Oh, a, have you heard about permaculture? Permaculture? I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so uh, Colin's the one that kind of um, put me onto this. And it's um, a lot of times we look at stuff in a, like a single view. Okay. And permaculture is all of the different aspects working together to create the environment you're looking for. And that's probably a slaughtered way of doing it. But you don't just grow one thing. You need to grow multiple things so that the soil is being done well and then the pests are being dealt with by the different things you're growing. So you're growing six different things or 700 different things that then create the culture you're looking for. You know, Because you could just grow one crop, but you could grow a crop that helps that crop grow. Mm-hmm. And you could grow a crop that helps with the pests. And you can grow a crop that helps with the bees so they come and pollinate. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. All those things right. you start... It's the permaculture. It's crazy to see, see all the uh, all these different plants that do all these different things. Or they all serve different purposes. Yeah. But in, in, in like in the wide scope, they're all serving one specific thing, and you just you don't see it because there's just so much. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. You don't look at. They the big... all have different jobs, but yeah. they're all like reaching the same goal. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just to uh, to bear fruit. Yeah, absolutely. That's the key. New life, uh-huh. next thing. So oh, I love that. Yeah. Do you see that? I, you people on YouTube won't be able to see it. Do you see that purple f- or the pink flower over there? Yeah, that's a hibiscus oh, uh, okay. flower. And so there's a tree back there, and we bring it in in the winters. But that is it's one of the coolest little trees. It just is growing so well in that little spot. It's just vibing so well. Mm. It's been cool to watch like where we put the plant and how mm. the plant interacts with the different things. You say you you never be able to tell that that's a separate plant. Yeah, you think it's part of that whole. There's multiple plants over there. I mean, you even see like over here that what's this purple plant here? This purple flower. Yeah, there it's all over morning glories. Morning glory, how it just wraps around mm-hmm. these that, other plants. But it seems it almost seems like it's holding the sunflowers up. It's not that, like it's not like it's strangling the plant or anything. It's just like it's a part of it and it's keeping it together. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Vines it right around. We did it. Um, it was pretty crazy. We're gonna we use this too for a lot okay. of different things. The little, I mean, it grabs stuff. I'm holding the tendrils of one of the morning glories, but see how it's kind of like furry? Yeah. It'll literally like wrap Looks around. Like little grippers. If Yeah, little grippers. Yeah. If I leave this for a day, it'll be intertwined with this like that yeah. on my microphone. That's cool. It just snags it. So what we do with this, if you look behind the camera, um, they're trailing over the top of this trellis as well. Mm-hmm. And what we did is if you can see those tomato plants in the in the actual box, do you see how those little things are being it, having it pulled up? Yeah. So we sent them down yeah. to grab the tomato plants and wrap around them, and then now the tomato, and then we killed it. The not the tomato plant, but the morning glory. Yeah. Now the tomato plant's growing up. All right. Yes. Yeah, so and just it's walk a natural trellis. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So we're do- we're doing a lot of that. And we're gonna utilize that next year okay. for our next uh, for, for our tomato beds because yeah. I've trellised. You can't see through. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can. But do you see all those tomatoes there? I trust yeah. a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, why not just let nature do it? Mm-hmm. Why work harder when you could just have the... Mm-hmm. That was Allison's idea. I could take credit for it, but Allison for sure is the one that 
figured all this stuff out. It's so good. Just the bees vibing. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Living. Yeah. Loving. Yeah. Existing in nature and life, dude, it's good. <laughs> I'm doing great. Just yeah. thriving. Thriving. Yeah. 100%, man. I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you have any, do you guys, you don't do any plant growing, do you? I tried a few times, but I just don't have the space for it. Yeah. You know, I think I, I could really get into it if I had, you know, this kind of area, but, you know, I've got a uh, porch. So. Right. <laughs> it's it's planting or planted or what, how do you say it? Potted plants. Yeah. That I could grow. And I just don't really have the, the capability to get the sunlight in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, uh... I'd like to someday, but for now, uh, it's, uh. Succulents for me. Yeah. yeah. If I can keep them alive. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll um, get some of these morning glories and put them in a pot, like hanging basket. There you go. And they'll climb down. Uh, Wouldn't that be kind of cool? That'd be sick. Yeah. Actually, to see like cascade down your. Uh huh. Yeah. That would be. Because you could probably, like, is there a slit where they could go down the side of your house? Oh, yeah. Well, on the porch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we set them on them. Like an overhang, yeah. Because you're kind of south facing. Yeah. I mean, you have another building. But well, see, the, the sun the sun does come up to a certain spot. It's just like, kind of like the best part of the day for sunlight. I'm covered. Really? So, yeah. I suppose I suppose if you hit like the side of my porch, mm-hmm. it would work. But that's not like, it's not a full day of sunlight. Yeah. You know, because, because I'm These so close to there. a... Uh, what do you call? It? What do you? What would you call it? An alleyway. Yeah. You know, with that house on the other side of mine. It blocks a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of shade because of that. These morning glories. It's really interesting because they're so purple. I love how like yeah. violently purple they are. Yeah. And um, deep. Yeah. Deep. And then once it, uh, hello, once um, the sun comes out, yeah. they'll shrivel right up. They won't shrivel, but they'll close up, and they only come out when it's shaded. That's crazy. So I, you told me about this last time I was here, and I, yeah. How, how does that work? You would think that they would be open during the sunlight to get as much. They their leaves are the thing that gives them energy. Huh? So they're just opening up and getting pollinated when it's dark out. Ah. And I think the insects that like it are nocturnal. Not sure, huh. but that's why they're called morning glories. So you see them in the morning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once the sun comes up, they'll they'll literally like curl back up and wait till it's dark out again to open up. So. It's cool. I like them, but they go hard, mm-hmm. and they're hard to get rid of after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, they're just one little thing, and it just wraps right up the mm-hmm. the sunflower plants. Yeah. These are cool too because sunflowers really uh, go deep into the soil and break things up. Yeah, that's the other thing is like different plants that you plant into the soil really mess with the soil. You know, um, your normal just grass. The root system's only a couple inches deep. Oh, okay. So when you go to prairie, right, like you wouldn't mow, they were just big, long. Those root systems get really deep because they can grow. I mean, we're just stunting new growth, new growth, new growth, new growth all the time. Sorry. So the roots are pretty low, like maybe even like that much. It's nothing crazy. These sunflowers send roots pretty deep. So... If that then allows water to get down there, the soil becomes a lot better. It's deeper soil, better soil. Bugs can go down there a lot easier, all that stuff. Um, so that's another really interesting thing. You know, I always thought grass was it's a fascinating thing because, for one, well, I mean, if you were to go into an area that like was untouched by man you know just complete there's not a lot of grass i mean it's yeah. covered it, it looks more like this yeah right it looks then, like a like, forest so the town i grew up in uh had a, they several fields they uh, they just grow uh grass like blue uh what did they call like kentucky bluegrass yeah that kind of thing they're sod and, right yeah sod yeah right so you know near the end of the summertime you see them like just they have these big machines that cut into the ground and they just kind of roll them up like it's carpet yeah. it's so odd because the root see, system is only like yeah, and you just see miles and miles of like pristine, you know, bluish green grass. It just it doesn't belong there. It's yeah. just crazy. It just grows so strong. And, you know, it, it's just mind blowing to me that that is something that's bought and sold. It's grass. Yeah, you know, uh, but it's like coveted. 
Like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's almost a culture about it too. It's like yeah. who has the best, yeah. you know, you're, you who spends all their time yeah. uh, outside of their normal jobs, just cutting grass, making it look as pristine and perfect right. as possible, which is the most insane thing in the world to me. There's there. I said, well, I hear you, but then you, I walk around Goshen and there's yeah. some really beautiful gardens. You're like, thank well, you. I'm not, I don't want to take away the fact that they are, you know, but pretty things to look at. Having that, yeah. that lawn that's, yeah. People are like, dang, I wish I had a lawn like that. Yeah. You know, they don't spend a lot. Maybe they spend some time in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I want. If I ever were to have a lawn of my own, I want it to be impossible to walk through. <laughs> I want it to look. I want it to look outrageous. Oh, yeah. uh, don't do it in the city because you can get in trouble. <laughs> See, that's what I'm trying to say. That seems. It's understandable. You yeah. know, you want, you know, your city to look a certain way. You want everything to be kind of like. Yeah. You know intermingling with each other and just look like everything kind of fits in you know but i don't know well it seems there there's issues if you let things go unmanaged like this is managed chaos yeah if that makes sense like these roots aren't going to mess with the septic Mm -hmm. or the sewer or the water Mm -hmm. but if you let everything unmanaged and you let like trees start growing and Mm -hmm. things you could get some issues in the future because it's not managed like there there's a little bit of you gotta manage some stuff mm. um but yeah I, I agree like also it doesn't have to be like super strict I feel like mm. I, know, I was walking over by the library and this yard mm. had an award for the most beautiful <laughs> beautiful mm. garden in that neighborhood mm. so there's I could see why some people were like well we didn't win this year, but man, if we had some Kentucky bluegrass right in the front here, maybe it would work. You know what I mean? I could see some people getting to that level. But I don't know. It just seems so like superficial. It's superficial and and also like uh, oh, what's the term? Like monocrop. Yeah. Like like not see. permaculture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, like you know, I'll bring this up again, but like where I grew up. It's the corn seed capital of the world, right? Yeah. It's, everywhere. it's just grass and corn, and there is nothing else. Yeah. Year after year, same thing every year, you know? And it just seems, that can't be good. No. You know? Because yeah. the more Your that... Your town's run by Monsanto, isn't yeah. it? Monsanto and Pioneer. Oh, my word. Both of them. Yeah. On e- on either the two side horns of the, of the devil, uh-huh. right? <laughs> They're on either side of the road, peering through their towers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this like at least don't you guys have water problems, don't you? Because of the Monsanto or no? I mean, I'm sure they do, but there I doubt there's anybody there there's that to look. river yeah. right that runs through. Yeah, the St. Joe runs right through the middle of town. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if like Monsanto's dumping their excess products right into the St. Joe. You know, I I doubt there's been any studies, but I'm sure as soon as somebody did, they'd find stuff Dude. for sure. I mean, there's already times with like certain parts of that river, specifically in that area. Fish, uh, fish are way bigger or way smaller than they're supposed to be. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was thinking about this. This was something that got me, um, I don't know. Again, I was in just a, this time it wasn't a YouTube rabbit hole. It was just a Timmin, Timmin hole. <laughs> Timmin hole. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh-oh. But I was just like thinking about something. And you you just start thinking about this and then this and then this. Mm-hmm. you ever do that? Where you just mm-hmm. go on like a train of oh, thought. Yeah. Just follow it to wherever. Mm-hmm. Um this thought I was having is if I ever got invited on a local podcast in this area that's not mine, mm. what I would say, like what outrageous things I would say. Uh, <laughs> and then I got to this part. But, and I think it's a legitimate thought, is like, why are we called Elkhart County? Elkhart is Elkhart. E-L-K-H-A-R-T. So mm. it's, it's an Indian word, Elkhart. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Elkharts? Why were Elkharts such a big thing in this area? Mm. I'm thinking sacrifices, dude. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. Like our human heart. I mean, I don't know. Just a, like, oh, this looks like an elk heart. That's the story. Supposedly, there was a little in Elkhart, the city. Mm. There is a little island that they have these festivals on, mm. called like Rhapsody in Green or all these things. They do it in Elkhart. Yeah. And supposedly, the Indians, Native Americans, or indigenous people, whatever you want to call them. The feathers, yeah. they they thought that this specific island looked like an elk heart. Or, that's one story. Another story from a different tribe is that someone stored an elk heart in a knot in a tree in that island. 
Those are two stories. But I'm over here thinking, what if they just sacrificed a bunch of elks mm. on that island? Mm. And that's what I would probably talk about on a local podcast, just to freak them out a bit. You know what I mean? Well, you freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's connected yeah. to the river. I don't know. You just start wondering about some of that stuff. I was thinking about the Freemason building. Did I ever send that to you? Did you ever look at that? Um, the I'm one in Goshen? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. So it was for sale. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's trippy. So if you look up Freemason building Goshen, you can look at all the pictures that they do yeah. in Goshen. And so you look at, um, they've got different rooms. In one room is the room where it's completely shut off, no windows. Mm-hmm. So you can see it when you're walking on the outside, you see that. Yeah. In there is, it looks like two or three big throne tri- chairs. Mm-hmm. On one side, and then behind them is a. It's the, the wall is lined with chairs in a circle, mm-hmm. and in the middle is an altar with a little stand, just in the middle, middle of this big room. Mm-hmm. Then there's some other stuff, but it's just kind of like what's going on in there. It's, it's kind of like a courtroom mm-hmm. with an altar in the middle, some big throne chairs, and then like a caucus around it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I don't know if caucus is the right word, but like a a circle of chairs. And then in another room, there's definitely a pentagram on the wall. Like that, that's not, yeah. It was their tenants in the pentagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're selling it for $420,000. Yeah. What's up with that? Four plus two equals six. Six is the number of man or 420. Who knows? You know what I mean? Maybe it was just uh, subtle. It's too early in the morning it's, to give me this money. I know, dude, dude. I know. That's where I was. That's the Tim and Hole I was in. It was uh, just like following this. Yeah. These are all things I would probably. Anyway. You know, it's interesting. So I had a, I had a great uncle. Uh, he was, he passed away. Oh. What two thousand seven? So however many years ago, and uh, as a family, we were, we were kind of going through his room. He stayed with my grandparents because he was. Uh, he was in a wheelchair. He had polio as a kid, so he couldn't move his legs. So okay. he, he had stayed with my grandparents pretty much his whole life. And we had we were cleaning out his room, and I, I started finding things. Like, I found his robes. He, his like, Freemason robes? Yeah, his Freemason yeah. robes. He had a couple of pins, mm-hmm. uh, some rings, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Probably it, a book, a Freemason book. Or uh, I didn't find any books, no. but mostly Hustler magazines. But that's a different <laughs> story. He, it, was, it was just, I wish... I mean, the the the, curio- uh, the curious part of me would have liked to have talked to him to see what that is. His brain. Yeah. I don't know how much he would have been able to tell you. Yeah. He may have been able to tell you some. Yeah. Um, do you get certain rings, too, if, like, you bring your kids in? Mm, like, okay. um, there's, like, established things. Like, if you bring a relative in, and, or if your dad's been a Freemason, his dad was a Freemason, and like a you legacy. become one. Yeah, you'll get, like, higher level because of that. There's a lot of different. Um, I heard a guy talking about it again on Twitter, but it's there's levels to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get up to the highest level, you realize that uh, Satan's in control, mm. <laughs> supposedly. Well, see, that's what I always thought because I have had some conversations in the past with certain people where, like, at the very base level of it all, where it's just like I had, you know, I had some family members that were in it, and yeah. you know, it's it's like a men's group, you know, it's like. You're in an area where you don't really get to be, you know, with other men and, and, and like, conversate and, and, you know. Yeah. Down that line. But, and so, like, that was, that's what it was for one person I talked to, and then we talked to another person, and it's complete secrecy. Like, it's almost like... Yeah, we can't talk about You're it. at the very beginning, so it's just, like, yay, I'm part of a group, and now all of a sudden there's, like, deeper meanings and secret rooms and... Ritual meetings that don't, you know, you know, hush, hush. Yeah. Just, well, it's they, the robes. I mean, you said the robes. They, they literally are like tasseled, mm. robed. They have garment. They have like deep, chest, like a chest purple plates. robe. Yeah. yeah. Simulate royalty. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, they act out secret texts that are supposedly um, uh, older than the Bible. That's what they say. The Sumerian Phoenician texts. So they'll read these things and then they'll act them out mm. and do these like uh, mock sacrifices. Are you familiar with Alistair? Alistair Crowley? Crowley, yeah. 
I know the name. I know. A don't know if bit. I talked to you about this last time, oh, but what so. one of the things that um, he was a huge Satanist. Yeah. And really, uh, brought that to the forefront of popular culture yeah. in the like I don't know nineteenth twentieth century, yeah. and um, so he he talks about not actually doing the act. Mm. So like you don't actually have to sacrifice someone. Mm-hmm. You can mimic it. Mm. It's the copying, the mimicking, the um, acting it out. Mm. That's just the same, or if you know, it's as powerful as actually doing that mm. because you're you're kind of mimicking it. So uh, it's just pretty fascinating to you know they may not be sacrificing someone, but they're definitely doing these rituals. They have the intent to, which I think makes. It, I mean, it's just powerful. I mean, some of that. I went to this um, meeting. It wasn't like a closed door secret meeting, yeah. um, but it's like one of those clubs that you go. It's like a network networking meeting, um, mm-hmm. and at this meeting they do. They start out. They hit a hit a bell, mm-hmm. ding, and then they um, sing three songs. And they had these little like songbook. It wasn't religious, but uh, one of them was. Um, it's like a, a a classic American, like uh, I don't know, not this maybe Star Spangled Banner or something. And another one was about being happy and doing good works. This little songbook, and then at the end they did their meeting, and then at the end they all hit the gong again. Everyone stood up and then said their four tenets, which is you know positivity. They're nothing, like, but they're rituals. It was interesting. I'm like I'm watching. I'm like this is a ritual for something. I don't know and, what it is, but you know it, that sounds remarkably similar to like. The churches I grew up in, you know, or it's just like, hey, it's time to start. You know, sit, you can get up, sing three songs, mm-hmm. have a service, and then at the end there might be like a like a group prayer. Yeah, and then you know, bell goes off. That's true too. That's a ritual as well. Where did that ritual come from? Because you don't see that Satan. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> You're probably not wrong, dude. There's it's just yeah, it's a formula. I mm-hmm. someone told me it was Kyle. One time, Kyle told me he said. Anytime there's a formula, that's a spell. Because mm. you're doing these things to elicit this reaction. So, I don't know. Formulas freak me out a little bit. Yeah. And that's why. Anything that's like. Think about Elkhart's. <laughs> formulas, rituals. Rituals, I mean, it's just ritualism in general. I, yeah. I just don't. I don't know. It gives me the heebie jeebies, honestly. Because yeah. it just seems, you know, you lose all, you know, you lose all the intention you're meant to do it. Like when you're doing those things, and then it could be it means something completely different than you realize. Mm, yeah. yeah, but sometimes you need. I I understand why people do rituals because it's yeah. it helps them remember. Mm. It's like like uh, if you went to the gym every day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you've you've set that ritual in your life for that mm-hmm. that uh, discipline. Maybe in a way that might be part of it. Mm-hmm. You do these things and then you get rewarded. Sometimes you don't want to go to the gym, but you're like, mm-hmm. "This is what I do. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. This is my time." I don't know. Yeah, no, I, mean, I guess it understands it. But when it comes to certain things, especially like religion in general, it just seems very like not okay. Yeah, yeah. it's weird, uh-huh. dude. It's weird too because um, I don't think we know what's going on. That we want to act like we know what's going on. Mm. So let me tell you something I was reading um, the other day. And I was talking to Allison about this. And we were having the same discussion that we're talking about right now. Mm. So I'm reading in the Old Testament. And King David, he's not king yet. So he's living. He's actually working for Saul, who is the king of Israel. And Saul gets these evil spirits. So what the text says, mm. and David goes and plays his harp or larp or whatever, lyre for him, whatever musical instrument calms him down. Mm. Saul's determined to kill him. He's done this before. He's tried to kill David before by throwing a spear at him and David evades. Well, this time he's like, I'm definitely going to kill him. So he goes and tries to kill him. Doesn't kill him. Mm. Misses. David hides, gets away, goes to his wife, which is Saul's daughter. Mm. So at this point, he's married to the princess mm. of the king of Israel. And... She's like, dude, you need to dip or my dad's for sure going to kill you. Mm. He's like, all right. Okay. So he dips. Well, then Saul's daughter goes and grabs just the household idol. No big deal. And I look up what idol means. It's Mm. literal like figure uh, of Mm -hmm. a lesser God. Mm. So they living in David's household is an idol chilling, takes this idol, puts goat hair over it, 
pretends like it's he's not even there. So he dips. He runs to the prophet Samuel of Israel at this point. So and he's the one who anointed David and anointed Saul. He's like the big kahuna. Yeah. The book's called First Samuel. Yeah. It's like the first mm-hmm. book of this same. He's like the yeah. big dig. So Saul comes. David's gone. He sends messengers after him. He's like, go get them. Go get David. The messengers go. They find David. They start prophesying. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Saul's like, mother trucker. Sends another group of messengers after him. They don't get to him. They start prophesying. Mm-hmm. So Saul then goes, gets to him. He gets there and starts prophesying. Mm-hmm. Takes off all of his clothes and is naked for one day on the ground naked prophesying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I look up what prophecy means because that was what I was wondering. What does prophecy mean at this point? Look it up. The text says religious ecstasy. What the heck is religious ecstasy? And is that happening at churches? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you're dancing with a snake or not. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, what? Then, so you, you get to this point and you're going, what is going on? Because you just, it's not. It's not what I ever think. Yeah. It's not what I'm, it's just a different level of what is going on. Mm-hmm. And then I start looking up what religious ecstasy is, what time, the first time it's been prophecy. First time you see prophecy is when uh, a Moses gets like 70 leaders to help govern Israel back when they're in, in the desert. It's just like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. A religious ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Such a weird, mm-hmm. to the point where this guy gets naked and is just on the ground, mm-hmm. just ecstasy for a day <laughs> yeah but anyways you're saying that you know it's just i was it just when i when i hear that stuff it's like we're 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 with something that we don't really fully realize in this yeah. three songs in the sermon isn't mm-hmm. isn't doing what it needs to be doing because no one's getting naked and mm-hmm. imagine if you went to your church and everyone was naked mm-hmm. just like writhing on the ground how weird would that be and it makes me wonder about the connection to some some churches that have like we walk in and there's blankets oh yeah on, like off to the side because like in the middle of service some little old lady will start you know <laughs> dancing spazzing out and falling to the ground and then yeah. they put the blanket over to like not distract from what's happening yeah it's like just is get, that religious ecstasy or is that just a, like a performance you know it's some of that stuff I and mean, that's the thing like is it a performance yeah because I think there is some of that I think there's a lot yeah, I think there's quite a bit of that, but at the same time, not all of them. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I just that's what I think about because it, it's like, especially when when I was first starting on like really looking into like speaking in tongues in general, like yeah. like that thing specifically, because that was such a hard thing for me to grasp because mm. every time I would see that or experience that, it just felt like I yeah. don't know if that. Because to me, I'm like, was that a necessary thing? Or, like, what's happening that caused that? Or what's the result of that? Mm. You know what I mean? Is it just like somebody saying a bunch of gibberish and then going on, uh, like, going on with their day? Like, yeah. Like, that wasn't just. What gave. What. I think about this, dude. Because I remember when I was young and this kid that I knew, he comes up to me and says, I can speak in tongues. So he was just, so he does it. And I'm like, okay. And then, I mean, I was probably like 10. I'm like, this guy doesn't, he's just doing it because everyone else is doing it. Mm-hmm. And this dude may or may not have spoken tongues, but his life did not reflect anything biblical. Watch it for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I think it was all just trying to do it. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I, that interaction I had is what I apply to everything. I'm like, all right, does this guy actually speak in tongues or is it mm. legit or not? Now, it's interesting because my parents growing up spoke in tongues, mm-hmm. but I only saw it a couple times or a few times. It wasn't never like, I don't know. It wasn't forced. It wasn't pushed. Mm-hmm. I thought there was some authenticity, authentic, authentication to it, mm-hmm. but I saw a lot of garbage, mm-hmm. you know, I think you can pick that up after a while, but it goes, yeah. I don't know. And I, I didn't, I don't know. It was just something that was hard for me to grasp because I saw so much of it that was pretty clear to me just it was somebody who wanted to speak mm-hmm. in tongues so they like inserted that into into what they were doing yeah you know and it was 
I don't know. Someone explained it to me like this. It's like um, you're a little kid and you just get a toy. Yeah. And you go around and you're like, look at my toy, look at my toy, look at yeah. look, look, look at my toy, look at my toy. And you're like, okay, dude, like, chill. <laughs> like, this is maybe not something that you need to be showing everyone and yelling out to the top of the... Yeah. Maybe it is, I don't know, but then well, sometimes you know, like... And it, I, you know, I can't say that it's something that should specifically be in private, but I didn't have any grasp of it until, what was it, about two years ago, maybe? Yeah. Just about two years ago. I'm at work, and I'm, or I just started in a new place, and I'm, everybody's gone, I am by myself, and I was just, I was having a really bad day, you know, and, you know, part of me was like, well, there's nobody's here, so I'm just, I'm just trying to talk to God, I, I'm yeah. speaking out loud, and I'm just like, you know, trying to get some help through this day, so I was just, for whatever reason, I was just having a really bad day, mm-hmm. you know. And that's all I was doing. I was just, I was just talking to God. And then a guy comes around the corner and scares. I mean, just scares me, like the living crap out of me. And it, there was a, uh, like an office connected to the warehouse I was working. And it was one of the office workers, and I got to know him a little bit. He was, uh, his family's from Greece. Okay. Right. And he comes around. And he starts uh, asking me questions. And, uh, I was like, it's kind of weird that he. Cause he, he was asking me about uh, what I was talking about. Like he was answering like back to the things I say. Cause he tells me that I didn't know you spoke Greek. I wasn't oh, wow. speaking. I mean, to me, I wasn't speaking Greek. Wow. I was just talking to God. Wow. You know, and for whatever reason, he heard it in Greek. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. What in the world? And I thought well, you were just uh, uh-huh. saying the things that you were feeling. Yeah, exactly. Deeply feeling. Uh huh. I've done that before. Yeah. Where I, I remember driving and just like, um, it didn't make sense to me, but it was what I was feeling at mm-hmm. that time. Just letting it out. I think you need to do that. That's, yeah. that's pretty intimate. It's just, yeah. That's weird, dude. That's yeah, crazy. crazy. Well, like you say, he had, was speaking back to me in Greek, and that's what confused me because, like, I didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. And then I was like, what's going on? He goes, I didn't know you spoke Greek. And I thought, I thought what? Yeah. It's like, no, you were speaking Greek. You know, and, he, and he sits there and he tells me, Pretty much everything I, or at least what he had heard of me as he was walking up. Wow. Thinking, oh, <laughs> so I'm this sorry. is real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that makes, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's not, um, that wasn't a doing it for show thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you were just mm-hmm. feeling it and releasing it. Yeah. I think there's something to that. You know, and it, like, I think and those things happen for a reason because that opened up communication with that person you know and i got to talk to him you know in, in a in a deeper way well it's probably a faith thing for you too yeah. like oh wow uh-huh. like that's a little miraculous in a way exactly. yeah. yeah that's crazy uh-huh. yeah dude speaking of tongue stuff is weird I, all of it is do you think the the reason why we're so skeptical is because we live in a place that they sacrificed elks it very well could be right they that, set yeah. that like there there is a definite like tonal change when you enter this, this like this area this, this area like this county in general but like Elkhart specifically like the town of Elkhart uh-huh. I mean even as I'm driving I mean I technically are in Elkhart County but even as I like I as I transition from Goshen to Elkhart as I'm coming into work there is a definite like shift is it yeah you there's a shift in the way you like and yeah the way you feel and the way you hear things almost it's it's hmm. very like I don't know and it, I'd hesitate to say spiritual, but it's very like, I mean, you just, you feel it. <laughs> yeah. like, almost like a heaviness, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder with some of that, like what was going on here? We don't know. We're so unaware of what was going on in the past. Mm-hmm. 200 years ago, we don't know what happened 200 years ago, where other cultures have known for thousands of years what has happened in this location. Mm-hmm. Here, we have no clue. It's been literally wiped, wiped clean. Mm-hmm. There used to be wild rice that would grow. Oh, it's really huge squirrel that just walked over there. Uh-oh. Get out of here, squirrel. Don't oh, get. Get out of here. I found uh, one of my tomatoes chewed up. It was Uh-oh. pretty sad. Uh-oh. And one of my pears, a really ripe pear. I was pretty tech, like, mm-hmm. cut off most of it. And my peach. Remember my big old peach? Yeah. It fell off. Oh, no. Yeah, but I ate, I ate a good portion my, of it. Um, 
my uh, sister-in-law, her dad, because it's her stepdad, but he grows uh, quite a bit of fruit. At least because they live in Florida, so oh, it grows nice. like pineapples and guava fruit, pears. I mean, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Uh, and mangoes. all mangoes. Oh, oh mangoes. Oh man. Uh-huh. Coconuts. He's got a coconut tree. Let oh, me yeah. tell you, I've hated coconuts <laughs> my whole life. I can't stand the smell, the taste. Yeah. It just like it's off-putting. To yeah. Me. And as soon as I get, artificial, maybe or something. We, when we went down to uh, my when uh, my brother and his daughter got married, uh, the, the very first thing he says to me goes, "You want a coconut?" And and I'm like. Obviously, I don't want a coconut, but I'm visiting this new place. I'll just try it. It's not yeah. the end of the world if I try something I don't like. And he we go to his backyard. He just chops one off a tree with a machete, cuts it open, dumps it into a, like a, a bucket of like ice water. Yeah, hands it to me. It was the most delicious thing I've ever drank in my oh, life. Yeah, I mean it was it was lifeblood, dude. It was wow. so delicious. Oh yeah. And, and then he, like, he gives me chunks of like the meat inside, and I, like I wanted more. I was, like <laughs> I was, like. They're supposed to be coming up, and I am begging him to find a way to bring a coconut. Oh, yeah. It was four or ten, right? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I say all this because when he was showing me around his his house, showing me his garden and plants he was growing, the only thing that he uses is like a mixture of like vinegar Mm. and and water and a couple other things. It's just like natural stuff, and he sprays it on uh, certain uh, plants and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, a pest repellent. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Uh There's natural stuff to that. I just don't really yeah. I do it. I don't really do it. Yeah. It's the squirrels I got to figure out. Mm-hmm. There's probably natural pest repellent for the squirrels. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I I was in um, Hollywood, Florida, Yeah. which is near West Palm, not okay. far from yeah. it. And um, I was with a dude there, and he, he took me through his mango garden. His whole house was all this. And he had like 20 different mango plants, and we gathered a bunch of them and then he's like taste each one mm. and they all tasted different they're all fantastic mm. but they all had different like sweetness and tartness and fe- it was, like it was crazy they had so many that were different like shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and colors yeah and then to try like a 100 percent fresh right off the tree like mango smoothie oh yeah, there's definitely level mm-hmm. same with the the tomatoes i've been eating it's just like yeah. There is something so good to tomato right from the garden. It just is another level. Same with uh, blueberries. Allison, we go to her house, her grandma, grandparents' house, and get blueberries, and they are just like, oh my word, fan, just pop. Yeah, I've been slowly introducing blueberries back in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Takes a little while. Yeah, yeah. It takes a little bit. Yeah, you have such a traumatic experience. I'm sure I've told that story. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's, it's still like, I don't know. Trying them now, it's frustrating because they are delicious. And, like, I miss so many years of, like, sweet, delicious blueberries. Yeah, but it's okay. You still got a lot more years of sweet, delicious blueberries. That's true. Can't kick yourself. Uh Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something to that. Yeah. The bees are just vibing, bro. It's so cool, man. There's so many of them, too. We need to get bees. It'd be cool to have, like, a little beehive. Absolutely, it would. Oh. Yeah, the garden's fun, man. It's nice to have. It's so cool to to me. That, like, that, I mean, there's a lot of bees here, but it's not just bees. I mean, yeah. it's so many plants, or you know, yeah, so many plants, so many insects, like working with each other, and like not like, you know, there's no arguments, there's no like war, there's no fighting, right? It's no just, tra- like, traffic jams. We're all just existing, mm-hmm. eating off of this plant, which in turn is growing more of these plants. Which helps the plant grow even better. Yeah. And how thick that, like, that's such a thick uh, stalk of sunflower. You know what I mean? It's just, yes, like, sir. so thick. No, I love it. Um, shoot, I had a thought, and now it's gone. But, yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no bad vibes, just good vibes out here. There's flies. There's bees. There's plants. And there's us. And then there's us in the garden. Mm-hmm. Can't beat that. Definitely can't beat that. No, there's something to it all growing together. Ooh. Give you a little basil. Ooh. Here, have some basil. 
I've always wondered, I love this what exactly stuff. does this do? Um, I don't you, know. I mean, you put it, like, so many recipes, especially, like, Italian-centered recipes, mm-hmm. like... Oh, I put this in all my recipes. Yeah. Like, ton- yeah. It adds always, a lot of zing to it. Always like, put basil. It. But does it? Really? Because it doesn't really have much of a taste, though, smell does it? it? Smell it. That's yeah. pretty intense, right? That smell goes into your, it, like, yeah. dilutes oh, into okay. the... I see. I, I'll take wads of it, chop it up, and then okay. throw it in and, like, blend it down. Mm. That's, we got oregano in the front, too, so I do both. Oregano's even not as potent, mm. but it does add, like, a complexity to, mm. like, you're getting the, the tomato taste, but then, like, a basil mm. and a garlic and an oregano, and those all add to it. A little bit of wine. Not to uh, throw off this conversation, but that reminds me, when I was in high school... There was a kid that used to, uh, quote unquote, sell weed oh, to the geez. younger kids in high school, and it was just oregano. <laughs> so you'd be kids in class that are like vomiting violently or just oh, having no. severe hallucinations. Because they're smoking just, oregano? Yeah, well, you would take oregano and it's very like clumped together. It's like chunks. Mm-hmm. And just eat it. They would eat it? Yeah, they would eat it and then just have like what? violent convulsions on the floor. Do people normally just eat weed? Like they'll just take no. weed? No, your high school was a weird place. They didn't smoke it. I'm sure they did, but I don't know. They got a better vibe off of eating it. Yeah, that's well, weird. I didn't. I didn't go to school with. I'd say the smartest bunch. <laughs> I'll say that. You're yeah. just trying to cop a feel. Yeah, it'd, it'd probably be like, hey, I dare you to eat this. You know, they're into it, it. You know, convincing them that it was weed and it was just oregano, so they'd oh just be gosh. like immediately throwing up everywhere. Oh, how do you? <sighs> Do you come out of high school like was that an enriching experience or was it more of like a, just a crazy? I'd say it was more crazy than anything else. Yeah. It's like so that I didn't learn anything, but I couldn't tell you a single thing specific. Like I don't know. I don't, I just don't remember. It's so odd. I think about that now. I don't remember any of my classes. Hmm. I remember the people. I remember the teachers. I remember experiences from school. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything I learned. Wow. Yeah. It, it was just sink. like, it was like a cage. It was just like a cage with a bunch of crazy children. Yeah. You know, and, and like adults trying to keep everybody from losing That's their minds. So, and it was so, yeah. That is, uh-huh. that is weird. Do you remember uh, sports? I do. I do remember sports. I feel like that was more of an impact than. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I learned. Probably more from sports than I did from school. I mean, we know how to add, and mm-hmm. so you know, we know how we know some simple math, mm-hmm. and we know um, how to read and write. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's part of it. Sports right? is using... the reason I learned that adults, or, or that's how I learned, I should say, that adults are just children. Really, They're, we're all just children of different Watching. ages. Yeah, watching your kids absolutely like nobody knows. Out. Yeah, absolutely nobody has any clue what's going on at any time. Really? We're all just existing. <laughs> Like I remember having that exact thought after like I just I was in baseball and we ran the we had a big uh, like sectioned off cross country track yeah you know they'd have to run it so many times to right. get the desired mileage but for in baseball that was the first thing we did every day is we would run this one lap around and basically it's like half the town we'd have to run wow around. okay and we'd do like a little bit through the woods and then we'd be running like past the local gas station and just kind of like <laughs> yeah in cleats across the yeah. across the bridge and yeah then, yeah, yeah and I just I remember like the first second time I did that I'm just exhausted I have no like I wanted to hit a ball why am yeah. I running this far yeah I just had this like uh, this epiphany that like uh, coaches everybody nobody has any clue what's going on <laughs> let's go do this I'm just like this is probably gonna work go ahead give it a try you know <laughs> Wasn't conditioning. It was just. Yeah, huh? it probably was good for you. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm 100 percent sure it was good for yeah. me. But it was just like, what's going on yeah. here? It was that moment where I realized that we're just, you know, it's just I don't know. We're all just alive. Yeah, just, <laughs> we're all just trying to figure it uh-huh. out. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. And it's interesting running through like the structures of society, where it's like. See the manicured lawns and the, and the concrete, <laughs> yeah, and the bricks, blue, the Kentucky bluegrass, the Kentucky bluegrass, and then you're immediately in woods. Oh, that's where kind it's of crazy. just like 
everything is wild and i mean there's like and there's probably a uh, a heat difference that's oh, what yeah. i would know in the shade you just oh, instantly get cooler exactly yeah and i just say all that heat emanating from like the concrete mm-hmm. on the ground yeah and the, like the, the no shade asphalt, and just the, yeah. yeah i don't know it was just that's a pretty sobering experience now that i think about it too wow. it's just like you're like thrust into society and all of these things and this is what people do and then all of a sudden there's just nature freedom it's just like <laughs> everything is going to do whatever it wants and there's nothing that's going to say no and the only thing that's stopping them is a little like patches of dirt where people had ran hmm. you know, and that's it and everything's just you've, green you've walked that trail for so long yeah yeah uh-huh. that's wild it's, yeah that's pretty cool you just need to add wolves to the ecosystem. Exactly. Just to pick off the kids yeah. that run too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the wildlife in, in another level. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy, man. That is a sobering experience to think about. I, that's, I love going out in nature because um, when you get out in nature, it's like, ooh, what is going on over here? This is a little bit different. This is a little bit more natural. I, that's why I love the garden, too. You mm-hmm. know, you get to see sounds. things you don't see. Yeah, yeah. the sounds. Uh, sounds and the colors just the you know it's crazy you just like sit and be still and then everything is just moving around yeah Yeah. well and like even on this podcast I've seen a couple of like the the these morning glories that's crazy move over to one thing and grab it move over to another we uh, went and watched Joe for one night yeah well I just let him out and we were over at their house and it's like um Way more silent because you're in the woods, mm. and it's like, dude, and this I, is a vibe. It's crazy to think now. Like when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time, and we had a we had a couple of acres. Yeah, I mean, probably only three, three at the most. But it was it led all the way up to the Saint Joe River. Yeah, and we had a couple of creeks that ran through. So there was just like. Our yard, and that. then everything's overgrown past it. You know, yeah. so it's just just that just wild, running. yeah, yeah. And I would spend, you know, a good chunk of my summer just out there, and we'd, like we'd go camping, and you know, yeah. have like bonfires or just make or little just, huts and yeah. paths, and I'd make all kinds of stuff in the woods. That's awesome. Know, just little trails or you know, forts. Mm-hmm. And just like, and you probably remember those woods like the back of your hand oh, too. Yeah. And it was just, it's interesting thing because. You go out now, like, if you and me were just to find a patch of woods and go out there and you notice how silent it is, but the longer you, you sit there, like, if I were to just spend, like, two days after that second day of just sitting in the woods, you just, you start to hear, just, it's just as busy as it would be. Oh, Like yeah. a city. I mean, there's just so much going on. There's so many, there's so many different animals, I mean, millions of different animals. Yeah. Of, you know, all shapes and sizes. You know, and, anywhere uh, from insects to wolves, you know, just. Right. Existing and doing things and moving things around or catching dinner—it's just so cool to think that, like, to to view it as silent and then to realize that it's just like, yeah, everything it's, is constantly in motion. Well, you get out there and you can hear, uh, but yeah. the, that's happening around you, but you don't yeah. see it because exactly. you're caught with the trains and the yes. cars and the the planes and. The, then when you're like, oh, I can hear the bugs. Yeah. That's the one thing that we were talking about when we went out to to let Joe out. We're like, yeah. We can hear the bugs. It's like, yeah, well, they're just like, like going so hard. But yeah, you can hear them. One of my favorite things uh, when I was a kid, we would set up because we would set up our tent, uh, our tents right next to like the tree line, Mm -hmm. and right across on the other side. So there's woods, big chunk of woods that led to the river on one side, and in the front of their house was our yard, a highway, and then. 10 or 11 acres of corn hmm. and then like a tree line all the way in the back and you could if you sat real quiet at night you could hear coyotes talking to each other no way and then on the other side frogs it was just this like like cacophonous noise that like it's almost like annoying wow it's just, just constant a, noise wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah it's like when I go to my grandma's house up in Michigan and you just sit out there and you just hear the like It'll go, it'll ebb uh-huh. in and out. Exactly. And like really uh-huh. intense and then go work back down there, like oh, really yeah. chill. And then like overwhelming mm-hmm. loudness and then it'll go like back to quiet. It's this like, um, the cicadas are pretty fascinating too. We, mm. We've, I've seen the cicadas have been out. I found one on my front porch and it's like, 
they also have a, a conversation or like a pattern that they mm-hmm. they do things in. It's solid. Yeah. Garden's wild, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 11.10. I know you wanted to yeah, probably, just probably start wrapping it up at this yeah, point. What else do you want to talk about? They're turning our cicadas trains, dude. It's not good. Cicadas. Train oh, cicadas. That's a good question. How often do they... I know it's like... Because they bury themselves... 17 under, years. 17 Supposedly. Years. But they can't figure it out. That's the thing. The scientists well, can't cic- figure it out. They don't know what triggers it. They don't know if it's like temperature or who knows what. Let's see, because this would be... Like, I haven't seen any cicadas yet, but if the cicadas are out, this means that this will be the third time that I have seen, like... They were out, a bunch of them were out three years ago. Interesting. A ton. I remember seeing a ton of them. I remember seeing them swarm three years ago. Not here, but southern Indiana. It was just nuts what they were doing. Like, I, I was walking, and there was holes in the where I was walking Have you ever seen one them. come out of the ground? I did. It's nuts, dude. Really? I remember as a little kid, we were in the front yard of my uncle's house where it was it was one of the, his daughter's birthdays and it's just you could start hearing like the noise you know like the the, the like the rattle the buzzing the rattling here yeah noise and I'm, I'm looking at, i'm looking at this tree and i see this like mound of dirt just kind of like start to spiral mm-hmm. up it almost looked like like a drill bit mm-hmm. coming out and it just it's like it spun itself out it's going back and forth it was the wildest thing what and it pops yeah. out uh-huh and then just goes immediately to the tree and then they start to uh molt yeah. right yeah uh-huh. Whoa. and i just like within a day we went back and that and there it was but it was gone you know? right it was right. just the that, shell was there that like brownish yellow husk yep. of what used to be yeah. yeah there's i mean it's it's yeah i have one of those on my front porch yeah. it's also i don't mean to like Switch up a little bit. It's fascinating that the pause. Too. Wow. Paper that on fire. Yeah. But uh, every everything that's alive basically does the same thing to like different degrees. But like technically, it takes about seven years, but we molt. Yeah. I'm gonna say was it every seven years? We change. Our skin is uh, different. Every cell of the body. Yeah. Yeah. You you are a different person than you were seven years ago. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's the, the the there's like a religious aspect to cicadas too. Yeah. Like um, some religions view them to be pretty interesting because they don't. There's like mm. levels to it. Uh, I think it's Indian because I think cicadas are really only a North American phenomenon, mm. if I remember right. I don't think it's a global thing, but there's just not a lot of understanding of what they are. Mm. I wonder if they're a sign of the times. Mm. Like, hey, sure, sh- things are about to be shaken up a little bit. You know what I saw? Uh, I saw, yeah, it was two days ago. It's the first time I've seen them since I was in kindergarten. Because we, uh, we had, uh, I guess, technically raised some. You know the monarch butterfly? Mm-hmm. As a kid, I remember seeing them constantly. Yeah. They were everywhere. You get, like, at some points, especially where I lived, you know, they would all like nest together, so they would wow. cover trees. You know, wow. you would see like whole chunks of tree. It was all orange because of the butterflies. Wow! Right, and then it was the same. It was almost like they did it identical with like ladybugs. I mean, there were times where I'd come home from doing something during the summertime, and they would be, or you know, it would be the fall. It was like right at the beginning of school almost, and there would be. So many ladybugs on the side of my house, you couldn't see like the brown underneath. It was wow, all, like, just covered, just red. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through the years, they just disappeared. Like I haven't seen a monarch, but from that point, from like I would say kindergarten to two days ago, it was the first time I seen a monarch butterfly in that amount of time, like they're, in uh, person. They're on the decline. There's like only ten yeah. percent of what they used to be That's twenty years ago. Yeah. That that's a there's a little effect. What it is is people aren't um, planting things that monarchs mm-hmm. like to. You gotta give them food. You gotta give them. Yeah. The, oh, this is what I was gonna say. Back, I remember this thought. Colin told me this. I really like it. When you plant certain plants, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're planting certain bugs. Mm-hmm. Like these bugs don't okay. show up until you have the plant that they're interested in. <laughs> so you literally, even though it's not like. The bugs are being planted because of you. You're planting something that brings them. So it's almost like you're spawning new bugs. Okay. Um, yeah. That's pretty fascinating to think about that. I mean, and it's interesting, too, because butterflies in general, I don't see a lot of. Yeah. 
And to, to see that to see that monarch the other day oh, really yeah. like brought me joy because it's just something that you just and it, I don't like that. I guess that makes a lot of sense too because it was that time. I wonder if it has to do with where like I, I know I had mentioned that the cornfield was next to my house. Yeah, it wasn't always corn. A lot of, like when I was little, there was a lot of be- it would, he would go back and forth between that and like beans hmm. and some other plants. Yeah. You know, to kind of, and then there was a very long period where every year it was corn. corn yeah, corn, corn. I imagine it was uh, part of the beans. I wouldn't say it was probably natural corn. Oh yeah, well you're in the corn seed capital. Yeah, of course it's not natural. But it, you know, I wonder if that affected the ladybugs too, because it was just like all of a sudden. I mean, I'd still see them, you know, every once in a while. I mean, I saw a couple yesterday, but like ladybugs in general, to see them be that, like. Largely together to just, Does I might see one occasionally. Yeah. So odd. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Because those things really deal with pests too. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of cleaning things up. Oh yeah. I mean, say take care of mosquitoes, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Don't worry, we got Bill Gates. He'll he'll take care of the mosquitoes yeah. for us. It's oh, not of big course. Deal. Yes. Yeah, we love them. Yes. Well, we should wrap this up, man. Phil, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah. You want to let, let anyone know anything? Uh, I got you. He's not gay no more. <laughs> he is the living. <laughs> I don't like men's no more. I don't like men's no more. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs>